following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody. Welcome to another session here at the KickPod Dojo. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing certain martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting martial arts of any style, past, present, and future, all around the world. Alright, so we're approaching the new year, and um, of course, um, a lot of us can't wait for 2022. I mean, a lot of us are looking forward to it. And of course, um, I know one thing I'm looking forward to is, um, of course, see if, um, uh, definitely Betty White's 100th birthday. I'm looking forward to that. That's been advertised for weeks. Right? And also, for those who are fans of Spider Man, make sure you go and see the movies, the new Spider Man movie, No Way Home. I mean, of course, if you're in there with a loud crowd, make sure you cheer with them because it's going to be the movie of the year. Alright. Okay, so today I got a guest um, from. Aurora, Ontario, Canada, which is a two-hour drive from where I'm at, despite the border weight. All right, so she's a second-degree black belt in um, Shaolin Kempo, and of course a teacher, or should I say guru? I'm gonna see if I can say this right. Um, uh, Bakita Tour Tour. <laughs> I can't even say it. All right, you got, you probably can pronounce it better. So. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. All right, so please welcome Monica Pep. Hey, right, so how you doing there? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Ah, so you're looking forward to New Year as well as me? Absolutely. Let's bring on 2022. Yeah, so let's finish this year up. I mean, definitely, we we definitely lost a lot of things this year, but, you know, we're not worried about losses. We're worried about just finishing up and just having a happy holiday. It's just going to be wonderful. Right, right. All right, so this is what we're going to do, Monica. We're going to get in a time machine. I should say we're going to get in like a Back to the Future DeLorean-type time machine. And we're going to go back to years ago before anything happened. So basically, I'm going to be doing the driving, but you're going to give the directions. All right. Okay. All right, so first, the first um, question I got to ask, um, of course, this is before you started martial arts. So how can you best describe yourself? Before I started martial arts? Yeah. Okay, that is very um, challenging to answer. I, before martial arts, I think I was um, very driven and very, um, I had some health issues before martial arts. I had um, as a child, I grew up with rheumatoid arthritis, um, and I think that actually helped me towards my path in martial arts because it really gave me the ability to overcome many physical limitations and challenges that I had. So um, I was, that helped me become mainly active throughout my life. I did swimming, did gymnastics, eventually went into martial arts. So that's kind of how I was, you know, a little bit stubborn and yeah. Yeah, definitely. This like, a lot of people are like, so I can say like, um, 
like pretty nervous to get go past their limits because of um, their limitations. But, you know, I say uh, limitations are nothing when you believe in yourself. I mean, if you want to, yeah. yeah, if you want to get to that um, level or get to the place that you need or get to your goal, I mean, you got to at least try to find ways to get past your limitations. Uh, so that, that's, that's good. Right. All right. So going into no your, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, just to, speaking of that, um, we had like, um, kind of like a, I think eight year old grandma, um, got her master rank this year over, um, like for my, um, organization or my style, we have like a master rank ceremony in like Las Vegas. And she was like 80 years old and it was like an inspiration. I say that I call it the, the performance of the night. So that's for our style. If we wish to go for a fifth degree, we do like a performance in front of Chuck Norris and the rest of the board. And it's just like good to see all these martial artists just um, do our, their performance. Like everything they were learned from when they started, they, they're performing it in front of everybody. That was just an amazing. So, so I definitely can relate for it that you're, um, you're not letting any limitation gets to you. No, absolutely not. In fact, those limitations actually fuel the fire in me um, and, you know, drive me more to, to overcome it. Yeah, definitely. All right. So if you can, can you describe like the first class that you ever took in here? Here you are, you want to try martial arts. So how would you describe your first class? Well, this was way, way back. Uh, so, I think, I don't know how old I was when I first tried martial arts. I might have been between 16, 17, maybe even 15, I don't know. And I remember having a, uh, I don't remember the first class in the dojo, but I remember the first class, sort of, and I say with quotes, in my friend's backyard on the grass. And they were teaching me, okay, this is what, this is how it goes. This is a punch, this is a horse stance, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. And I thought that was really cool because these were my friends, blue belt, green belt at the time, showing me some things before I actually got to my first class. And that's a memory I have that. But I, I was very fond of that, so. Uh, so you weren't part of a real um, dojo yet, or an actual dojo yet? So. I was considering to join and uh, my friends, and then they, uh, uh, you know, they kind of said, this, this is what we do in class. Yeah, I mean, of course, I never got that pleasure. I never had anybody show me in the backyard. I mean, I pretty much went from, I mean, my mom just took me to a cry studio. And of course, I didn't know much about it. I didn't know it was associated with Chuck Norris because I wasn't even paying attention. This is like, this is my first class. And I'm finally doing martial arts. The thing that I kind of imagined myself doing one day, and then here I am, my first lesson. And I can still remember my first lesson. It's been like 25 years. And it was around this time winter time and of course i had a bad cold i mean not not enough that i was like not able to do anything but you know here i am i'm taking my first lesson and you know it was that cold and and it was it was great I was, from there i was just like i took it took it to the extreme yeah yeah, yeah. no i fell in love with it i loved it yeah all right so let's get to like what was your mindset after that first class? Like when you, when you um were taught. So what was that mindset? My mindset was to be strong and to show that I can do it. So I had this, you know, this 
added, not added to, but this kind of um, presence where I wanted to show my teaching that I can do this, that I can connect, show my friends that I'm strong too, I can do this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My mother was always telling me to be cautious though, you know, because of the arthritis, so not to punch things, not to hit things, be careful of my bones, you know. Um, but uh, that never derailed me. Yeah, so one thing that I learned with martial arts, like kind of be careful who your instructor is. You know, definitely I had that experience where not that the instructor didn't taught me how to really use my power, but you know, you know, you got some of those instructors that like to ride you and push you past that limit, and you know they don't think about like you getting hurt or anything. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Fortunately, I never had that experience throughout all my martial arts life. I've had the best teachers, you know, it's, it's been really great. I've been really fortunate to meet some really wonderful teachers. Yeah. And it's always great. To, uh, if, the, if you're a Christ school, it's like a part of an organization like mine, you get to meet like mar- martial artists or black belts from all around, all around the world. So I had that experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I'm not going to probably go around the world like anytime soon, but at least it's good to meet somebody from different parts of the world, like Mexico, Japan, or even New um, yeah. New Finland. I mean, it's real nice to actually meet people from around the world. Just really, that's an experience. Definitely. Hey. Okay, your favorite moment in martial arts? Favorite moment? These are hard questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> past or present, because I had a long break. I started martial arts when I was 16 and then continued it until about, I don't know, 26, maybe close to 30, had a life break, got married, had kids, and came back, to, back into it. So it's hard to remember, um, even before marriage, what my favorite moment was. Um, but after, I guess, most recently, my favorite moment, I'm going to have to there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say um, when I got recertified for my first degree black belt, because I had that long break. Um, I, I, uh, I really had to, and I didn't remember anything. I remember the first form we did and that's it. And so I had to basically relearn everything that I had learned, you know, 10, 20 years ago and to get recertified. And I think that was my moment where, you know, I'm, I'm now me again. I'm now back, you know, I'm back to where I, where I left off and now I can continue the journey. So I think having to that restart moment was my favorite moment. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of your first degree um, black belt, well, how would you describe that whole test? I mean, I know there's forms that you have to do, and you have to go through all the techniques, and of course yeah. there's um, fighting drills and even sparring. Yeah. So that yeah. so that's pretty much yeah, what was your um, first degree test, right? Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, most of it for first and second degree, most of it is all endurance. Um, and uh, it's fantastic, and, and I love it. I, you know, I'm used to doing um, long hours of training, seminars, for three hours, and then going on to class afterwards or before. Um, you know, have a class first and then have a three-hour seminar. So it's, um, you know, it's. Um, I, I'm used to having a longer duration of activity. Yeah. So I mean, I've been through four black belt tests, and I know the endurance just gets like tougher and tougher as they go up and i know i just i failed my first two um well not my first two but my um my third and my fourth degree pre-test 
I mean, not that I didn't yeah. know know the material, but I guess I didn't have like the endurance of um that yeah. belt level. But you know, I never gave up. You know, even I had to go right. out, step out of martial arts for uh, for a bit and go into pro wrestling. I'm at least independent wrestling. I feel that helped me build up my um build up my endurance and at least build up my hopes to at least go for that those black belts. So I well, I was down and out pretty much, but. Yeah, now that I've gone through those tests, I feel like I I'm retired now. I I don't have to test physically for the next one, so like I said, I have yeah. to I can perform in Mr. Norris and get my fifth degree. So that's one I'm looking forward to. Cool. All right. Okay. So have you done any competitions with your martial arts, or let's you you watch competitions, right? Yeah, I mean I've I've done competitions previously. Um when I was doing it in, in my teenage years, early 20s, um, but not now. Uh, the, the, the competitions were different. I mean, back then, it was, you know, we were heavily into competitions. It was a thing. It was the 90s thing or whatever. Um, but personally, I was never a person that was into sport competitions. You know, I have a couple trophies, and I'm proud of them, and I display them, but that's like, little kid's mommy has a trophy from back when she was a kid. It's, it's not... Um, that's something I was always striving for to be in uh, competitions, and um, it just wasn't my thing. I I love to do. I just love to do it, um, but uh, not do small competitions. So I did a few, but it's not my thing. Yeah, I can relate. You know, I've done a couple competitions. I mean, I've done like almost every division that I did that I can do when I compete in like sparring, of course, forms, and mm-hmm. and yet um, I did like open forms. So I'm not I'm not too picky about getting trophies, you know. But I'm just out there just to compete and really just interact. And that's the great thing about this convention I go to. It's just we're just interacting. It's like it's yeah, so, for sure. Socialization is what yeah. Yeah. And that's what's um striding me to create this this kick pod. Really, it's not just reaching out to my organization, but reaching out to every martial arts in the world. Really, it's like spreading the positivity of martial arts. Definitely, that's great. That's wonderful. Hey, all right. Now let's go to your um other style, other than um the Shaolin um Kempo, the other style that I can't even pronounce. So I'm gonna have you pronounce it again. <laughs> we can just say PTK for short. Pikini Trisha Cow. All right. So I've been looking up this um style. It's um of course a Filipino yeah. style, right? Yes, it's a it's a Filipino martial art. Yes. Yeah. So when I think about this um. I also think about um, uh, what was it? I'm trying to think of the style. It's almost similar to um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's, I'm drawing a blank. I know another style that's like a combative style. Uh, uh, is a okay. uh, well. Like that's another Filipino art. Well, it's another Israel style. So, I'm trying to think. Uh, man, I'm always drawing a blank. But let's talk about the, um, that Filipino style though first. I'll see. I'll see if okay. I come up with it. I'm sorry. Say again. Yeah, just um, talk about uh, the style that you um, you are associated with. Um, I know this is a Filipino style, and you also work with a scream of sticks, right? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, so in Filipino martial arts, there's so many styles of um, of arts with the sticks. There's that scream that you said, um, artist. There's uh, PTK. There's you know a lot. And uh, the to walk as well, and you know. So I started with that. Uh, let me see. 
remember, maybe two two years ago, two or three years ago, something like that. Um, and I, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't even know there was such a thing as as a Filipino martial art. I didn't know that PTK existed. I saw um, here in my, my town, um, uh, one of the uh, instructors had, uh, had come over. So Shifu Kanishka had come over to Canada. Um, and at my, um, at my other Shifu's dojo where I train currently. And he, um, I saw him, he was doing this seminar. And so I saw that we were doing, um, he was working with sticks. The seminar wasn't on sticks, but I attended it was on the uh, Shaolin form. And uh, the dojo that I go to right now, um, Shaolin Canada Martial Arts. Um, so Master Tim Wakefield and had invited me over to do the seminar. And um, I saw after the seminar, you know, I can't remember, but they were, they had these cowboy sticks and they were twirling them around. And I had never, ever seen anyone use sticks like the way Shifu Kanishka was using them at that time. And it was one of those things where you do a double take and you're looking like, what is he doing? What, what is that? That is so different. That is so unique, so different. I've never seen that before. I need to know what this is. I need to learn this. And, uh, and so, you know, I did. So, and I still am. It's, it's a lifelong learning thing. Um, and so, the style that I'm doing now, well, yes, it started as a but Shifu Kanishka under Shifu Kanishka Combatives. He teaches um, his own style in New York, and uh, that consists of PTPA for long range. It consists of Bayonetta um, for close range, which is another form that's like close combat with six. And then Screamer as well, San Miguel Screamer for middle range, mid range, and Rafael Soft Tactics, and it, like all combative stuff, you know, you know, mixed together into one um, one style that he does that basically highlights the best, uh, the most functional techniques of each of these systems, and he's put them together. And this is his system. And so that's what I'm training with right now. It's actually Shifu Kanishka Combatives. Um, and um, and it's great. I mean, I, I love I love learning not just PTK, but I love learning also the um, the other aspects of it, which makes it so specialized and unique. And I'm actually looking into um, if you see my Instagram, uh, Progressive Combined Arts, I'm actually looking to start that up um, to to teach his style um, so that I can have that here because he's from India, so I don't have training partners here in Aurora. There's nobody in Aurora that does. This style, um, and I love both. I love training both showing and both, you know, um, the six and combining them together is going to be something great. Awesome! Uh, now I got the style that I would crop my guy. That's why I was trying. It was like, um, would you compare this to crop my guy? Because I know that's a combat uh, martial arts too. No. no, I wouldn't compare to to that. Although you know, in, in some of the empty hands, there, there will be probably. Um, you know, some, some kicks that are probably born from Motai, you know, other styles, but, um, but no, it's not common. No. All right. It's not that. So, so it's good to know that, um, it's not compared to Krav Maga because that's what, um, we're incorporating in our style because, uh, the, we're putting more of, uh, that combative, um, style because, you know, things are changing. If you think about it, like now, since the, yeah. the evolution of, um, technology, we got, um, YouTube, 
you know how people um post their stuff on youtube you know that's that's good but on the other side of the coin you don't know who's watching that know that can really watch and see how a person fights and then they try to fight the science yeah. same way and then you know they bring that out in the streets and next you know you know the person that tries to defend themselves may be in trouble and you know that's uh, of this and um, and I think that like as a woman that's what that's what attracts me to this kind of style because it's it is very empowering it's very um, like BTK is not a defense system it's an offense system there's no concept of defense yeah um, we have to be okay with that and it, but it's it's just really um, there's a lot of history behind it very um, uh, something that I just, you know, was drawn to. Everybody's drawn to different styles of martial arts. Some people really like Wing Chun. Some people really like um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever. So um, these are the, the, the styles that have been introduced in my life, and um, you know, that's where that's where my my journey is taking me. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, definitely. I know you work with a screen, but for me, like I like to work with the bow staff. I mean, that's like my favorite. Oh, I love I love weapons. Can I say that again? I love weapons. Like, um, I don't know if you can see behind me. Oh yeah, here. I see it. I've got weapons here on my wall. You know that. So these are the weapons that I do in uh, in Shaolin with Master Tim Wakefield, and then you know I do sticks with him, and also sticks with Shuka Kanishka. Got a spear on the wall over there. Yep. Uh, I've got karambe. I've got you know dummy knives that are wonderful. <laughs> How about tafas? Sorry, tafas. Yeah, tafas. You got any, you ever yeah. work with them? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, that's actually my least favorite weapon. Oh. The first weapon I started to learn with uh, back when I was a teenager was the Sai. And um, I actually came up with a, a move, a, a fancy move for the Sai um, with my friend at the time. We called it the M1 and the M2. I coined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that was pretty funny. I mean, it's just a fashion move. Yeah, I like, I like working with the top us, you know. Like really, it's it's a different weapon for me other than the bow staff. I you know I like working the bow staff also, but the tafas. Yeah. It's like I kind of well grew up wanting to actually try it because, um, you know, the nightstick is pretty much um similar to the PR twenty four, which is also great that uh, my instructor who was um moving to another location is um he was looking through his stuff and he happened to come across two PR twenty fours that he had and he gave them to me. To at least train with the Tafas. And of course the Tafas and PR twenty fours are different or they're the same, but the difference is that PR twenty fours are heavier. And you know, that's great to build that muscle for the, the Tafas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also you gotta be careful with them Tafas, you know, making the wrong move you might knock yourself in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Alright, so any um, outside of martial arts activities that you love to do, but that builds you up to martial arts? You said you like you do swimming, of course. Yeah, I do swimming. Um, like, like I said, when I was a child, one of my therapies was for the upper race was to do swimming, um, which is gentle on the joints and maintain movement. Um, so I, I can swim. I was a lifeguard in my day. I also love fitness in general. So I'm now as I'm certified, I have my like a personal training license from National Academy of Sports Medicine, um, and 
I have a home gym that we built that I'm in right now, talking to you. Yeah. And I think before before I started getting back into martial arts, um, I started to train at a commercial gym for two, three years. And uh, that helped me get back into um, the physical fitness ability to, to train martial arts. I really, I really think that um, I'm a huge advocate for fitness, you know, and, and for health, for eating right, keeping your body young and lean, you know, inside and out. Um, so one of my main things that I, that I like to tell women, encourage women, is to be healthy and be strong. So definitely weight-bearing exercises, doesn't matter if you're male or female, weight-bearing exercises as you age are good for your bones. Yeah, I can relate to fitness because I'm currently um, a alpha instructor as well as I do body combat. I mean, I've been doing it like for roughly five years now, and and I know I don't regret um, actually being an instructor because you know you don't have no excuse of not going to in the gym because I mean you have to teach a class and and that's with you forever. So I can relate to like being like strong, healthy. And, you know, that's the thing I kind of started back in 2009. And, you know, I kind of got sick of being the um, being the big guy or being um, overweight. So, you know, I said I had to make a change. So as soon as I get out of the doctor's office, I zoomed right to the to the like, um, our karate studio that used to have a be a fitness center. And, you know, I was went on that elliptical and went crazy. And then I went from like being like big to like skinny, like a stick. So, but at least, it, at least I wasn't complaining. I mean, I was like jacked. So that was yeah. the best decision I made, and it was twice the indemnity when I became an instructor, when I first took body combat. So that was like amazing. Right. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. All right. All right. So, if there was any other style that you wanted to try, which one would you try? Other martial arts style. to give anything a go um just you know just to try like i um i like learning and i like trying something different that i you know may not have thought of or or, or to be challenged on something that i already know and how to you know well how how does my style work with something else and that's that's what um the commission style is like you know it brings these styles together it's like how do you break out of one drill and then go into another drill? Because on the street, you don't know who you're going to fight. You know, what do you do if you're mm-hmm. a guy that just knows karate and then somebody else just knows how to grapple and how to, you know, do any other styles? How, like how, how, how does that work? So, um, yeah, anything really. I don't even have any preference of what, would, you know, what I would like to learn. Yeah, but I can say, like, the worst thing that you could do out on the street is grappling or Brazilian jiu-jitsu because, like, Honestly, it's a good style. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're out there in the street. You know, you never know if that guy that you're fighting has more people like around the corner than they'll see you like on top of that person. So I want to try to avoid yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So definitely, yeah, yeah. but definitely one. No, but, I mean the best. Sorry. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, if you're if you're on the street, like the best, the only thing I would want to learn is how to not use any of my skills just to get out of that situation before I have to use it. And if you can do that, all the 30 years you spent in martial arts is worth it. You don't need 
need to you don't need to get into the fight to survive. Yeah. I usually tell my students like like get it if you get somebody down well, you don't have to have to get somebody down, you don't have to make a lengthy fight. I mean, your your goal is just to go home. I mean, if that person is preventing you from going home, I mean, you don't have to hurt them so much. You have to go, hurt them enough so you get out get out of there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was well, definitely the one style I like to try is Wing Chun because I watch a lot of Ip Man. So it's like oh yeah, yeah, good movie. Yeah, definitely because um we also try to incorporate like. We call them one steps, but we call we kind of evolve them to rapid fire one step. Somebody's throwing a punch at you, you know. You don't have to. Well, you can use traditional techniques, you know, but yet the thing is, you want to be quick hand. It's like you want to yeah. just get them, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know Wing Chun. I know um, um, Shifu Kanishka teaches Wing Chun. Um, I don't. Uh, I, I don't learn it myself through him or through anyone. Um, I do know, uh, I know, I remember that he's mentioned before that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it like in the street, you wouldn't stand up like Whitman does in the street, um, and do, and do that, but, uh, again, I'm not into what I want, but, um, if, like, every style has a function and a place in that moment, like, even, even with the, uh, the sticks, like, um, you know, there's some styles, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a video this. And she holds, I forget what her style of stick is, but she holds the stick closer to the middle instead of near the, not, I'm exaggerating, not as close to the middle, but, you know, at least, well, what is this, like a foot away from the end of the stick, and, and that's where they hold it. Whereas in, in the style that I'm wearing, you hold it, you know, lower, and there's other styles that hold it right to the end, where you think it's actually under the end of the stick. And all of them are right. You can't say, you know, oh, this, this this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Everything works in a specific situation for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the vet, well, depending on like really like how you um perform the technique. I mean, if you perform the mm-hmm. technique correctly, then it will work. But you know. Yeah, the, yeah. Like for instance, for Wing Chun, it does work in um uh, in uh, straight bar section in, in that. So in cell tactics. Um, there's a section of that where, you know, we do use Wing Chun. Um, and that's the only thing of Wing Chun that I know is, is in that. And, um, you know, but again, it's a time and place for when that is used. Right. So, as right now, we're almost to the end of our um, podcast, but right now we're approaching our hidden dojo. This is like the last part of our interview. And so I have like seven questions. Okay. So this is... Um, Basically, this is at um, your own discreet or pretty much answer the questions as best as your ability. All right, so this is going to be fun questions okay. at least. All right, so the first question okay. is, the best advice you ever gotten and who said it? Oh, that's, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, that is so, I don't know. I don't know. Best advice I ever gotten. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Right. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's okay if you um if you can't answer it, but you know I could tell you the best advice I have gotten. Um, I said I pretty much got this from Steve Harvey because I listen to a show every morning. He has like a Steve Harvey morning show, and he said this: um, don't complain about having a full plate when your goal is to eat. Oh, 
So that's okay. Good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have a quote I can share with you. That's my favorite quote. Yep. Um, I don't know who said it. I think it's on that one. Extraordinary people are ordinary people with extraordinary amounts of determination. Mm. That's something I've always Hey. So definitely, that's a wonderful quote. Yeah, I'm going to think about that. Uh, all right, so this brings me to the next question. All right, so I'm, I'm sensing you're not probably not going to find an answer for this one. The worst advice you've ever gotten? Don't do it. Oh, yeah, that's always the, like the common quote or common um, advice. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a common thing that our parents tell us. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can hear my mom saying it right now. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. There you go. Exactly. You got it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay. The next question. All right. So I know you want to stay fit and healthy, but how would you reward yourself? I call this the guilty pleasure. I know definitely you want to keep yourself in nice fit, but you notice that one day you want to have like, say, like a bag of chips or a, or a pizza or even a ice cream. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Bag of chips all the way. Bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't like get away from that guilty pressure. You know, you have to really celebrate with something. But in the, in the meantime, <laughs> you want to at least keep yourself fit. So that's why I say have a guilty pleasure once in a while. <laughs> all right. What famous movie would you want to be in? Like any type of movie. Oh, there can be a lot. Um, Mission Impossible, Matrix, Born, Identity. Love that series. Um, all those action movies. All those action movies. Love them. Yeah, Matrix. Definitely. I'm looking forward to the new movie coming out in a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of debating to rather see it in theaters or see it on HBO Max. Because, I mean... I probably be better seen in theaters because you know, uh, you probably have people cheering in that movie too. Yeah. yeah. See Keanu Reeves once again as Neo. I mean, I'm as, I mean, I might as well watch a marathon of all three of the Matrix movies before I get ready for this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Next question: Hidden talent. Hidden talent. Um, okay. Well, I can, I can juggle three balls in the air. Um, I don't know if it's a talent, but, uh, I used to ride a motorcycle. Ooh. It actually, I actually put the, the phrase on the motorcycle. There is no spoon. It's just from the matrix. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Oh. I mean, other than having like martial arts talent, I have like a voice impersonation. I mean, I could be a voice actor. Uh, I mean, I do a lot of, I do like a, a lot of James Earl Jones voice impersonation. I could really fool some people. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I play the piano. There you go. Another hidden talent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't play piano. I mean, the only instrument I ever played was the crash cymbals. I mean, I thought those were like oh, the, yeah. I thought those were like the worst um instruments to play but you know i play those like a champion and you know like back in middle school and you know yeah. and like people kept talking about me because i was like i was crashing those symbols like with confidence like really it's like this is my weapons this is i'm gonna make the best sound yeah. with these 
even if it's the worst. So that's awesome. All right. Next question is dream celebrity encounter. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, so since you're talking about the Matrix, I would like to meet um Keanu Reeves. Definitely. Yep. Yep. No, no, no. I take it back. Betty White. I love Betty White. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> I heard you say in the beginning of your podcast, yes, she's turning 100. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'd be surprised if I had a dream about her, like probably tonight or sometime before New Year, and say I met Betty White, and then, and then, and then people <laughs> yeah. probably won't believe me, but that'd probably be the dream. Yeah. Hey, so we're definitely got our fingers crossed. We fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So final question before we um, get back home: um, future plans for the next okay. ten years. Future plans next two years. Um, I'm going to keep training. I'm going to, um, yeah, keep training martial arts. Never stop. That's basically that's the only thing that's in my plan right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's with you forever. I mean, even even if you can't do yeah. much with martial arts anymore, really, you can still like kind of. Well, so you of course you have your school, and of course you can still train people, but you can't do as much. That's that's why I see it. Yeah, no, I plan to keep on going and, uh, you know, get more skill under my belt. You know, I keep learning, and um, that's it. Let's go. All right, definitely. All right, so we're at the end of our journey right now, but um, definitely before we um, um, end the podcast, um, do you have any last-minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there? Oh, thank you for listening. I'm actually just very humble and very, very happy that you invited me to, to do this. Um, very flattered. And my message is to everyone is just have a great new year. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Nobody's getting any younger. Stay fit. Stay healthy. And health and, happy, health and happiness to all of you. Oh, that, oh, that's just a wonderful, wonderful advice. So everybody's listening out there. All right. So this is the conclusion of our podcast. So I'd like to thank Monica for joining me today. And this is the last minute words uh, for this um, last um, episode of 2021. All right, so for those who are just joining me, uh, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you in 2022 for a new episode of the Kick Pod. Thank you very much, everybody. This is your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, bowing you out. Uh-huh.